Welcome to the Fire Sprinkler Podcast with Chris Logan. Introducing the Gast 120R 200 Series Dry and Pre-Action Sprinkler System Compressor. Gast offers several models, a convenient time-saving riser mount, a space-saving vertical tank-mounted design, and four models of air-dryer compressor systems for refrigerated and high-humidity spaces. Included for dry and pre-action is a durable digital pressure switch. These compressors are UL listed for fire protection in the U.S. and in Canada. Covering a wide range, 120R compressors are rated for 940-gallon systems at 40 PSI and 2,259-gallon systems at 18 PSI. See more at gastmfg.com. Like and subscribe! Hey everybody, thanks for tuning into this episode of the Fire Sprinkler Podcast. Kind of on a roll today, recording two in one day. This is awesome. Uh, on this episode, I have Bo Kaufman from Gas Manufacturing. Bo, how's it going today? Great, Chris. Happy to be your second podcast today. Yeah, second best, right? Absolutely. <laughs> the second, <laughs> the best is the way we'll put it. Uh, today, what we're going to be doing, because this is now we're doing, moving into a lot of video stuff, is... Uh, Bo and Sal from Gas Manufacturing uh, have been wanting to do a tour of the uh, of kind of the research and development setup that they have at Gas Manufacturing there in Michigan. Uh, with COVID, obviously, it's difficult for me to get across the border for a, for a quick day trip. Which, as soon as things open back up, I'm coming to see you guys. You're not that far away. I'm coming. Um, Absolutely. But until now, we do it virtually. Everybody's kind of adapted and rolled with the punches, so to speak. So uh, here we go. Uh, what's kind of the overall, what are, we, what are we trying to accomplish today? Yeah, thanks, Chris. And you have become the master at the video podcast. So like you said, we not only wanted to uh, show you and your viewers mm -hmm. uh, uh, an exciting new product that has been launched, uh, just launched last September, um, but we were able to do it in kind of this setting. And we thought, why not? Let, let's uh, show a little bit to your viewers about our lab resources, what we have in our lab to performance test, sound test compressors, and take advantage of being able to, to show you a bit of that too, along with the product. Absolutely. I appreciate the kind words. I'm only as good as the people that come on the podcast and talk sprinkler with me. So mm -hmm. uh, I can't take any of the credit. Uh, it, it goes to everybody that I have on, like guys like you that want to talk sprinkler. So Right now, if you're listening here, I highly recommend going over to the YouTube channel, uh, Fire Sprinkler Podcast YouTube channel and watching this video. Right now, I'm sitting next, standing standing with a, a exceptionally handsome uh, Bo Kaufman and a couple <laughs> of uh, air compressors. Uh, so what do you got? What are you standing with there right now? You bet. You bet. You are too kind, Chris. Um, <laughs> so what, what we wanted to talk about and show you today is our uh, new 120R two-horsepower oilless rocking piston compressor. It kind of builds on the 87R half horse compressor. That's been out for a couple years now. Hugely successful, has a ton of new innovative features that all was a result of feedback from the field. Uh, contractors like yourself uh, had a lot of input into that. You'll get another look at the 87R when we uh, show our sound room and a bit more of our lab space. Uh, but we took that and scaled up into a powerful two horse compressor. What this does for us is compared to other two horsepower compressors uh, out there available, this is taking advantage of much longer life mm -hmm. in our rocking piston design and much more compact size. Uh, other two horsepower compressors 
would be a lot longer. Typically, they have to incorporate more than two cylinders, sometimes four. So we wind up with a really compact design. Um, and as you can see, we do this a variety of ways for the sprinkler industry. We took that compressor and did a kind of a single system riser mount configuration, right. super compact. We also take it and put it on a 20 gallon tank system. I'll do a little walk around of these features. And then also we've even got air dry technology. So we have air dryer systems uh, using this two horsepower 120R. Um, and we are showing that to the sprinkler industry now for some of those special or special uh, applications like freezer rooms or any anytime someone wants to just have guaranteed super dry air and low condensate in their sprinkler system. Absolutely. I've installed a couple uh, air dryers like in my career when I was on the tools um, and absolutely are great things to extend the life of the sprinkler system. You're not getting any of the uh, uh, moisture. Um, and, yeah. and typically if you're if you're installing them according to NFPA 13, you're supposed to be pulling that cold air from the area that you're covering, putting it right. through the air compressor. And that's going to, one way to reduce it, but an air dryer is another way to reduce it as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so we have that available. We thought we would also include that in our, in, in our literature now for the sprinkler mm -hmm. industry. So you'll see the dry air systems using this compressor uh, in our dry sprinkler uh, full line catalog now also. So, if I may, let me yeah. take a step over here. I'll show you a little bit about this riser mount configuration first. Yep. Um, and let me just quickly say, just as valuable, and this was feedback from the field, we did this with our 87R on the kind of documents that you get with the product. It would start with uh, a thank you letter, thanking you for choosing gas and this yep. product, but also you got a direct dial phone number and email address for tech support and customer service from our dedicated dry sprinkler team here at okay. GAST. So people are going to know they can get support right away if they need uh, immediately right out of the box. Uh, you'll get the O&M manual, um, more comprehensive, but what we have found, and it was really successful with the 87R, uh, a quicker, um, simpler quick start guide, uh, which will give you just a few steps on how to get this riser mount up on the system. Mm -hmm. We also did a how-to video, whether it's on the product, you can scan that QR code or right here on the quick start guide as well, take it to a video. If you wanted to see step-by-step -step this getting mounted on a riser pipe as well. And then some more quick start information on the tank unit. So right out of the box, we have some valuable tools that make it easier uh, to get this installed. This is our riser mount system. Uh, I said this kind of builds on the 87-hour half-horse. We incorporated a really innovative frame design mm -hmm. and strong and stable channel strut uh, mounting. Uh, all the contractors are going to be very familiar with channel strut, of course. They're going to know that hardware. Uh, it's in every valve room out there, and we've incorporated it into a quick, uh, secure, stable mounting method for our compressors now. Is that and the similar, while well, I stop you there for a second, is that yeah. the similar um, supporting structure that you have on the 87R where you it, you put the unistrut it, or, or uh, channel strut on the piping and then simply hang the uh, hang the compressor from it? Yeah, exactly, oh, awesome. Chris. Okay. Exactly. We've, we, that's been so hugely successful, mm. makes it so convenient. We wanted a riser mount here and really a riser mount, two horsepower, powerful 
compressor is pretty unique. Uh, so you would mount this top rail only. It comes about 98% assembled from there. Uh, this is a two-person lift, but you would lift it up onto this top rail, uh, tighten all your hardware, put your back clamp on your bottom rail, and you're good to go. Uh, and you can get this mounted very quickly, very easily. We strength tested it to four times the weight of this actual system to make sure that this mounting method with channel strut was strong and secure. Um, this is a 920 gallon system at 40 PSI. It's rated for over 2000 gallons for the low pressure valves, the 18 to 20 PSI range, uh, all can be covered with this system. We kind of say that this is ideal for a one system, one riser, 900 plus gallon uh, type configuration. A uh, two gallon surge tank, uh, avoid some short cycling. Everything you see here is included with it. All the mounting hardware, just like the 87R, you get your 24 inch two foot hose connector included with the product. We use our uh, latest and greatest digital pressure switch and gauge. Mm -hmm like we do on the 87R as well on this product. Um, so it makes for a really compact design. We take that and we also put this compressor on our 20 gallon vertical tank. Uh, that was based on feedback from the field, zero floor space on the riser mount. We wanted to have uh, an improvement in floor space. Space is a premium now. Absolutely. And these valve rooms are getting smaller and smaller. Uh, a lot of horizontal tank configurations on a lot of compressors out there, uh, obviously. Um, going vertical on this tank cuts that for floor space virtually in half. So that was a nice feature. Even in doing so, it brings the pressure switch and gauge up higher off the floor. It's a little bit more ergonomic to be able to check your pressure reading. Um, we say this is ideal for uh, maintaining even three or four 900 gallon plus systems. Uh, at that 40 psi again right. over 20 over 2200 gallon rating for uh, 18 to 20 psi for low pressure valve systems on here um uh everything here on this using this digital pressure switch um uh, one difference with the half horse 87r which uh doesn't per nfpa 13 doesn't require to be used with an air maintenance device. It's below that five and a half CFM at 10 PSI requirement. These are well above that requirement. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you're going to be sending air from these downstream to an air maintenance device to set supervisory pressure. Right. Uh, so what we do on these digital pressure switches for these systems is we set it at a, at a much higher cutoff pressure, 125 PSI gets stored in these tanks. Um, and we don't even turn these back on until 50 or 75 PSI, that allows you to utilize uh, a higher storage of compressed air at that high pressure, and it will result in this compressor cycling less, having to turn on less, and that uh, increases life as well. So. The big thing with the gassed air compressors was the sound. Where mm -hmm. do yep. these larger air compressors sit on the sound scale? The 87R yeah. was, it was Super a quiet, quiet air compressor. You could have a conversation yeah. while the thing's pumping a system up. Yeah. Where do these sit on that kind of scale? So that that's ideal in that size. These will be louder. 
Sure. This is a two horsepower compressor. Yeah, four times uh, the size. <laughs> everything's bigger, right? Bigger yeah. motor, bigger bearings. It's moving a lot more air. This one's going to be um, about 79 decibels on average. So uh, not that's the same. That's still not that bad. Not, not so bad. And yeah. that's, um, you know, as a result of rocking piston technology, a lot of the ways this air moves in and out of these heads and valve designs, um, different than articulated piston compressors, uh, lends itself to um, improve sound quality. Uh, so, so yeah, you're going to be about that sound level for this size compressor. Um, lastly, on the tank unit, kind of moving down to show you just some little features, but as a result of a feedback from the field, this is how it would ship. This is the shipping skid. Mm -hmm. We even say in this quick start guide, if you desire or are required to surface mount this to the floor, don't throw these shipping brackets away. We even point out that these can be reused to hard surface this to the floor if needed. If not, located inside these feet already assembled are nice wide rubber shock mounts that keep this nice and stable as well. All comes complete, uh, already assembled on the unit. And then lastly down here, uh, feedback from the field, uh, they were asking us, please use a high quality a drain valve. <laughs> we have a nice high quality ball valve, right. even threaded, threaded end in case you want to send that drain line it to some, you know, it to somewhere else. So just a now, lot of thoughtful features. Do you guys have a requirement that it be floor mounted? Because if, the th I mean, your air compressor is larger, higher pressure, not going to be walking away as much as it potentially could. But do you guys have the yeah. requirement that you floor mount it? Or are your shock absorbers pretty, uh, pretty good at making sure that yeah. that air compressor doesn't walk? Good question. And no, we, we don't require it. We're just uh, showing people that they have that option. Right. And those rubber shock mounts are, are really stable. This thing is not going to move around if you don't have to surface mount it. As long as we shipped it that way and had those brackets, we just wanted people to know, hey, you've got that option. Right. Okay. Awesome. Yep. Okay. Um, last thing I wanted to say about all this product, uh, UL1450 listed. UL listed for fire protection okay. in US and Canada. So... Uh, keep that in mind. This, these are ready to go. They come with about a two-week lead time uh, okay. and already already hugely successful. This is about the most compact, versatile design you can get in that horsepower class and in that gallon rating class that we're serving with these. What's the benefit of, of getting a UL-listed air compressor for fire protection? Because I know NFPA doesn't have the requirement where an air maintenance device is is required, but why Sure. Why would I get that beefier, better air compressor? Yeah, great, great question. We certainly would describe it as a best practice. Right. And while there's not an FM approval for just an air compressor, uh, some people will say, I want an FM approved air compressor. And we clarify that. A lot of FM standards out there, uh, but not for an air compressor. So we explain often, you can go with a UL listed, Mm -hmm. air compressor. And one thing that UL did was they took all the components of a previous dedicated fire sprinkler equipment standard, and they incorporated it inside uh, UL 1450, which is the standard they do for air compressors and vacuum pumps. So when we as a air compressor manufacturer submit this to UL, we, we have to tell them, not only do we need this UL listed, we want it UL listed for fire protection equipment. Right. All that rigorous testing comes on board. For example, 
every component of this digital pressure switch included mm -hmm. has to pass a hundred thousand cycles error free, no failure. Uh, How many this, cycles? A hundred thousand cycles without a failure. Yeah. Um, is is an example of the rigorous test requirements you go right. through with UL. Then when you say for fire protection, all of those results go under review to the fire protection group at UL before you're granted approval. What, uh, uh, just, if, if your system cycling a hundred over a hundred thousand times, like, I mean, <laughs> fix your system. Yeah. Yeah. Something, <laughs> bigger fish something's wrong. Um, <laughs> and what it, what it, what it gives us and, and the industry is the confidence that these should last sure. a lifetime if yeah. properly maintained. Um, so all this product 87, our half horse included, uh, you all listed to all those requirements. Right. So basically with the UL listing, you're getting a beefier, better quality pump than going to a Home Depot or a Canadian yeah. Tire and, and getting a, getting one off the shelf. Yeah. Industrial grade, uh, UL listed for fire protection. You stop at a, a hardware store for a compressor like the kind we would use in our garages. You're mm -hmm. just not, not going to get that level of coverage or that level of life. Uh, and most AHJs now are, are really wanting and asking for sure. yep. best practice, you all listed compressors. Right. You're getting what you yep. pay for. Yeah, exactly. Right. What else you guys got going on in the uh, yeah. research development department? Give me a little yeah, tour here. Thanks. Let's see what you got. Thanks. So let's head on over here and we'll show you a bit more okay. about our lab space. Uh, it's, it's very large. We have separate lab tech rooms. We have about eight lab techs on staff. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to take you into our sound room sure. for now. Uh, sound so important, becoming more and more important even in, in this industry. We've yep. talked a lot about the 87R, the half horse compressor. Uh, we've got one running right here. This is one of two sound rooms we have. This is our full size one, 10 foot ceilings. We can get lots of different kinds of product in here of, of varying sizes. Once those doors would close, we have a very low decibel reference point. Even the floor mm -hmm. of this sound room is separated from the factory floor and uh all the insulation is uh head to toe uh in this room yeah your um, sound quality you got better sound dampening than i do in the in the studio here studio <laughs> it, garage it, <laughs> it, it's it's made to do it and yeah. not only not only of course do we test our own product it allows us the capability to bring in competitive product do the yep. same benchmark testing to make sure that what we're coming up with is improving on design uh adding features giving uh, the industry something better. Moving forward with the industry. Yeah. Here's the 87R. It's actually running right now. It is? And this is an, yep. This is an example of how we would take all of our performance, electrical specs, testing, uh, and sound measurements, of obviously, in this room. So we typically take about four. This is a sound meter, uh, sound uh, sensor right here. We have four of them. Mm -hmm. So we have multiple points uh, measuring from a, a set distance and uh, it's doing that. And then when we head out, it's running now, it's being performance tested. This is Bill Kraft, one of our lab techs. Hi, Bill. And, <laughs> and so um, this is just an example of some of the equipment that we're able to use. We have a power analyzer that's okay. gonna be telling us amps, watts, all the electrical power consumption of the electric motor we have a data acquisition box. Obviously, we're measuring pressure and flow constantly, recording and storing all that data. 
and uh, this is kind of the way it would look like on screen when um, all those electrical power measurements are being recorded, pressure flow, amps, watts. Um, so we're able to get very comprehensive sets of data as we test. So um, do, you, do you test these compressors? Do, how often are you testing the compressors? Are you testing every compressor or are you testing uh, new products? Uh, yeah, how often yeah. is the sound room getting used? Good, good question. It's used often in design for new product development. That's the space we're in right now. What you're seeing is mostly uh, the kind of lab work and testing validation that's done when we're designing improving products. Right. Out on the, out on the production floor, floor, there's end of line testing as well that sure. would make sure that every compressor gets ran um, and, and hits minimum performance requirements. This is really comprehensive sets of data that we're able to compile here in this facility. Obviously that's the sound room. So the last thing we just wanted to show you on screen was um, Bill flipped over to sound measurements and okay. we're able to, of course, take and record those. We also have vibration measuring accelerometers. We talk a lot about riser mount compressors and knowing uh, and being concerned or, or wanting to know that it's not gonna transfer a lot of vibration to the system. That's one we of the biggest take... complaints out there right now is, is it's not so much like, yes, the sound is, is, is one of those things that's gonna to hit to the customers like, oh, I can hear the air compressor kicking on every, every two, three hours in the middle of the night, it's waking up patients, it's doing this, it's doing that. Uh, but, but most of that sound is generated from the air compressor rattling along in that valve room. Yeah, exactly. So, right, exactly. We've spent a lot of time on even the shock mount vibration isolators mm -hmm. that are all standard part now of these designs, 87R, 120R, and we're able to measure that here. And we're able to measure it compared to the competition. That was one area where it was a big improvement in our right. design that we're bringing the industry. Thanks, Bill. Uh, Thanks, Bill. And then <laughs> last, just thought I'd you know pan through. We got a lot of space here. There's mm -hmm. an endurance cell in there where, where things are being life tested 24 seven. Uh, back in this workbench area, you, you actually see a bunch of 120 hours in various states of disassembly as we check wear components, uh, make sure everything's meeting spec. There's a riser mount frame right there. Uh, we have a thermotron, which gives us the ability to put products inside there, elevate temperature and humidity mm -hmm. to a very high temperature or a very cold temperature as well, sub-zero, and send it through all those environmental paces to simulate uh, real-life conditions. On the other side of that wall, we actually have a full-size walk-in thermotron room as well with all that same capability for, for larger systems. Um, so yeah, just a, a chance to show you what we've yeah. got here, a little bit of our, our lab space and what we do to, uh, make sure all our products are really run through their paces. Um, and just kind of ending up back where we started with yeah, the 120 hour compressor. So, um, just to kind of bring it to a close, keep in mind, uh, brand new powerful two horse compressor done three different ways, riser mount, vertical tank, dry air systems, uh, and it's all ready to go to the industry. What's next for you guys? This is the research and development. So you got any teasers for me? What else are you guys coming out with here shortly? <laughs> you know, um, that's a great question. Don't look let at me, Sal. Don't look at Sal. Let, Stay focused now, here. You give me all the trade secrets. <laughs> let me give you a sneak peek. And, and what, what this little 
mention we'll circle back to is all the good questions on sound. Uh, on the 87-hour standard that mm-hmm. people get, it's it's the quietest thing out there. But we've talked about this, and we've done a, a podcast with you on yep. the Sound Shield or the Sound Shield yes. kit, retrofitable. That even drops that sound level of that 87-hour down by about 15% more. Makes it super quiet for those nursing home, office building type applications. So uh, stay tuned. We're actually working on sound shield technology for the larger two horse compressor. We just talked about that this is going to start at Mm -hmm. a higher sound level, um, being that it's much larger. But we hope that later this year, we'll also have a sound shield uh, sound reduction option for this guy as well. Awesome. Awesome. Bo, thanks for the tour of the uh, research and development and uh, the sneak peek of the the stuff you guys have coming up here. Uh, Is there anything else you want to mention before we sign off? That was was pretty much it. Happy to do it. Thanks so much for allowing us uh, to do this with you, Chris, and give you and your audience a a little peek at our testing resources in our lab. Absolutely. Thanks for giving me the the tour. And hopefully in the next uh, next couple months here, I can come over and see you guys face to face. Oh, please. Like you said, you're, you're, you're close by when, when it's, uh, when you're able and when it's convenient, we'd love to have you. Awesome. If somebody wants more information on the gas product, where do they find it? Yeah. Please go to our website, uh, gas MFG, like manufacturing abbreviated gas MFG.com right at that homepage, right in the middle of the, uh, new products banners in the middle, you'll see the 87 R from that homepage. You can quick link to that page and from there you can get to the 120R page too as well as all of our resources our catalog all our videos all our tech data sheets um that would be the, the quickest way to get there awesome thanks about thanks again bo uh always great talking to you guys same thanks a lot chris yeah hey everyone this episode of the fire sprinkler podcast is done if you like this episode leave a review comment or hop over to my social media pages and let me know. Just search Fire Sprinkler Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Don't forget to hashtag Fire Sprinkler Podcast and anything you think I should know about or see. If you have any suggestions for future episodes of the Fire Sprinkler Podcast, email info at firesprinklerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Take care.